This segment brought to you by the Scott Scale of Rightness. I wasn't right. I just wasn't wrong yet. Wait, I just I wasn't no, no, no. wrong. No, this week I just wasn't right yet. This week I am right. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weavey. I feel like for consistency's sake, you should just do the same way that you did it in Part A. Side no, A, no part this one. is the new Part B. Brian, we're going to do it different every time if possible. Do what you want, man. I am a habit guy, though. I, if I, Once I can form a good habit and or bad habit, I tend to stick with it. So right now, I just try to be completely random. So maybe maybe I'll fall into a habit, Scott. I like that. Well, let's get into the habit of uh, moving on with our matches. Shall let's we? keep going on Billy with the Joel, matches. Billy Joel, moving on, moving up, moving up, something. Brian's the music guy. That song. Uh, Anthony's song. Moving out. That's what it was. I'm moving out. Yeah. I had to think of the, if the actual tune. that's moving up, then I'm, I'm moving, moving out. out. Yes, very good. Let's move on with the matches. The aforementioned proper prediction crystal palace nil wolves won the hey, long goal kudos to the prediction thank you you, you kind of nailed it well yeah kind of nailed it yeah and uh, that's that's kind of hard to do anytime you actually throw a look honestly you threw one scoreline out there and and you nailed it it's true so <laughs> congrats so the question is uh, did i know that the goal would be scored by matt doherty no. I'm not going to answer that. Yeah, no, because you would have transferred. <laughs> the answer to that is no. Honestly, he shouldn't have scored it. Not a, not a, not no, a, a Hennessy it, should have done better with it, that. It, there wasn't any space, Brian. There was zero space between Hen- Hennessy's leg and the near post. Too close to the near and post. And he decided to go yeah. there anyways where there was no space. And somehow on the way there... It got some Vaseline knocked onto it, and it somehow slipped through Hennessy's leg. It went in. In between his leg and the pole. Matt Doherty might be $5 by the end of this international break. I instantly bought Matt Doherty that day and, and just was so regretful in my life, of, of in my fantasy life this season, of why did it take so long to recognize the brilliance of Matt Doherty, who, Brian, you referenced playing out of position last week, and why it hurt was this. In the last five weeks, he has scored 6, 12, 2, 12, 15. What? Brian, in a segment we like to call, what the hell? (laughs) Brian, what the hell? Why doesn't everybody go to own Doherty? Well, 250,000 people have done it so far. So that's why I mean that he went from 4.4 to 4.6 and... Kind of less than two weeks, so he's I mean, now four point seven. Yeah, I'm sure, and he's going to go up again. I mean, he he embarrassed his price. The fact that just think of that, he started the season at four and a half, and enough people dropped him in the first few weeks for his price to go to four point four. So anyone that had him, you know, that bought in on him two weeks ago, I mean, that is uh, the savviest of savvy. After he, the next two matches. So there's two decent matchups, and then Spurs at Arsenal. Is there any hesitation in going to Matt Doherty if you haven't already been like Dave and done it? 
Well, not moving I mean, forward. I mean, I mean, I feel like one one versus Manchester City says a lot about what kind of capability will. I mean, have. let's be clear. They scored a goal that VAR would have, would have clearly taken away, and they and they did not get a penalty called against them that VAR probably would have awarded. Fair point. So well, no, last I, time I checked, referencing VAR at this point is irrelevant because it doesn't exist in the Premier League. Brian, in the second part of a segment we like to call "What the Hell," why does? Matt Doherty have 3,256 people that have transferred him out this week. I don't know. They're selling high, maybe. <laughs> maybe they're selling high. I will say his good scores have come against West Ham, Burnley, Southampton, Crystal Palace. His poor scores have come against United, City, Leicester, Everton. In the next yeah, two I weeks, mean, he's got Watford look, and Brighton. He's back up to number one in threat. So we talked about that last week. He went from he went from one to four or something like that, and now he's back up to one. Past Slabhead to be number one in the fantasy Harry, Premier Harry League Maguire. threat. For anyone who Harry, doesn't know, that's Harry uh, Maguire. Threat measurement this week. That is so, Jamie Vardy's nickname for Harry Maguire. Uh, of course. I didn't have to say that part. Everyone would have known that only Jamie Vardy would name Harry Maguire Slabhead. Sure. Yeah, I mean... Home against Watford. I mean, if you're not buying Watford at Brighton, I feel like that's as close to a shoe-in for a clean sheet as you can get <laughs> at this point. So you like Matt Doherty? I like Matt Doherty on the on the grounds that who else at his price, even at 4.7, would you consider? So Ryan Bertrand out, Matt Doherty in. I mean, that seems like a that seems like a Shockingly obvious move. Hey, it's Scott, the kind I of I think the, it, I don't think you should do it. <laughs> Listen, because because then I'd have the same guy you have. Sure, it's the I had the reverse <laughs> obvious, uh, a shockingly obvious move to go from uh, just to lose point one to go from Diego Rico to Matt Doherty. Right. So to uh, me, biggest bust of the year so far for you, Brian Diego Rico. Uh no, I mean he he was hurt and he did not get back in the lineup. So. I mean, we'll get to them in a minute. Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, it certainly has nothing to do with Bournemouth. It just had had to do with the usage. Yeah. No, it's this. Oh, I see. I mean, everyone jumped on Doherty. Johnny is gonna if he hasn't gone up up tonight. Johnny will be up as soon as possible. I think Bennett still if he hasn't gone to four point two yet. I mean, uh, Bennett is another guy who you know I think a lot of Bennett owners are really gonna benefit because a lot of people owned him. Brother Matt was one at four. At four to be start the yeah. year because he was playing, and yeah, he I mean was, you've got a lot of run out of Bennett because Wolves have had a decent amount of clean sheets. Yeah, Bennett, uh, Bennett, Bennett, uh, Peltier, and and Juan Bissaka were the three four dollar guys that who were, were playing who were getting regular starts. Yeah. Uh, Bennett I, and Juan Bissaka are the only two that. Yeah, I'm not trying to be cloud guy on Wolves here. Okay, I promise. But I have a question that is legitimately making me pause. Yeah, everyone is high on Wolves, mm-hmm. and understandably so. They are, you know, what, 6th, 7th in the table right now? Yeah, yeah they're 7th. So, I get that. But now we're entering into an international break. Two weeks of media coverage for the league without any matches. Mm-hmm. Is there any reason to pause with this international break and all the extra attention they're going to receive between now and when they play their next match against Watford? Well, your point's 
a little ballad, bit, and I like that. But no, <laughs> look here, listen. No, look. I'm, I'm serious. I really do. Like, I really do like your point. It's not enough. I mean, I've already made my transfer to bring Doherty in because at this point, I'm like, I'm tired of everyone else getting money, and I got him before his price went up. So, you know me. That's that's my thing this year, right? Is try to get Value. somebody, try to get somebody before their price goes up, and then once they go it up that second time, now I truly gained that tenth of a value, which I'm at one hundred three point five, and and actually, I take that back. I'm at one hundred three point six. Let me let me ask. Let me pause on this for a second. This is unplanned. This is improv. Dave. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right, your defense includes Alonzo. Yes, it does. Robertson, mm -hmm. Trippier. Yep. And now Doherty. Yes. You going to play four defenders? Uh, I easily could. In fact, I could play five because Juan Basaka is there too. So I, I literally have the top four scoring defenders I have on my team. It's impressive. And then three, four out of the top six midfielders I have on my team. Four out of the top six. If I could only get the, the forwards... Right, which we're doing <laughs> and, and and those are and those are largely, I would say, those are largely but, like template, quote unquote, template team guys, and it's either agree. team of the season quality guys or guys. That, and this is exactly why, like, it maybe it depends on the strategy. If you want to go with the team that everyone else that's winning has, this is the this is the part of the and we talked about this before. This is the part of the team value thing that is. It's the blessing and curse of it. So you can, you can buy in on the guy who's about to go up in price and chase last week's points and chase the, the scores that have already happened. And that is easy to do because as long as you have the money to move around, as long as you have the big you know the player to swap from one to another, you can always get the guy who's about to go up. And right now, those guys that are going up are wolves, wolves at the back. Right. To answer your question, Scott, does this throw a bucket of water on Wolves for you at all? The top six clubs right now in goals against in all all matches so far. Liverpool and Manchester City are tied for first. Chelsea is second. Wolves are third. The third fewest. Goals scored have They against. have conceded six goals for the season. I'm sorry to be that guy, but technically they're fourth. Right. No, I understand. But what I'm saying is, yeah, like, yeah. you're still. I'm oh, saying, like, D move, D move. No, no. I, I mean, no. He's no. He's right. He's right. Te that is fourth. So Liverpool and Manchester City are are tied, tied for first. first. So <laughs> Chelsea third is Chelsea fourth, fourth is Wolves. Right. But I'm saying that's but why. But I do like that spot there. I mean, that's that's obviously a really good right. stat for them. Tottenham is Tottenham then is fifth, and Crystal Palace is sixth. Crystal Palace has been excellent defensively. Tennessee hmm. has been good for the sure. season. The issue for me for them is the flip side of that. Goals four. They have nine. Wolves. Which, yes. Which nine is, goals. Which is fifth worst yeah. in the Premier League. Now, if you're in the Rafa Benitez, all that matters is chances created, and what do you do with those chances when you get them? That's fine. They've scored nine goals when they've needed them, one of them this week, against one of the other best defensive teams in the Premier League so far this season, Crystal Palace, at Crystal Palace. So, yeah, I mean, is there a little bit of hesitation? Can they, can they keep up this, this lack of goals allowed? Like, Can they keep doing that and being that tight defensively for the season? No. I wouldn't no. I wouldn't guess so, but I mean you like it that you got it now. But 
Listen, but yeah, to your point, listen, I mean, it is they, a lot of clubs. There is a it, it's a lot of the lower clubs, and Wolves have a system that matters. And the other thing too, the other big one is they haven't rotated. They've started the same Dad exact. Got it, you stole it. Well, no, I Dave, wanted to I'm say just that. Saying, you can, I wanted to say well, you can say it they, too. They they're on a Leicester <laughs> sort of a, a start where they don't they're not rotating. Not there. true. They're not rotating. You're right because Leicester was scoring more goals. But I'm just saying they're not rotating at all. They have the same starters every single week. They haven't had any injuries. It's just breeding some consistency. And, and that matters in real right, That for, matters in the Premier League. The Wolves came out of nowhere to and win the all, championship and, last year by a lot. And they're all Portuguese, so all of the guys already know each other from birth. <laughs> right, 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 right. Now, look. The only attacker that has any kind of form is Raul Jimenez. Yep. Eight, five, five, five. He's been tekeing three he, straight assists. He is. It's from so, Raul Jimenez. Uh, he is He is been tekeing. He's tied with Lukaku for 10th in forward scoring. And his price means that that's great value. He's ahead of Firmino and Vardy. Yeah. The only downside to Vardy Jimenez, missed three games. Don't, the only, don't, the only don't. downside is, it, like in this match, just two touches total inside of 18 yards. Yeah. Which I feel like that's low. Matt Doherty had the same number <laughs> of touches. So as long as... As long as he's efficient like this, and as long as he's maximizing the chances, he I say efficient in the sense that he is still getting a return. Like even if it's an assist, it's three straight returns. You would take five five. But a he week. still is way up there yeah. in big chances well. missed. And so he's had he's had plenty of those this season. Callum Wilson's the worst, by the way, in the season, but that doesn't matter. Obviously it doesn't matter for your score. Mm-mm. Uh, which is overall. what ultimately matters. Right. I dare say that right now, not, now's not the time to buy big on Wolves. If you're going to go with Doherty or even cheaper, like a Bennett or something like that in defense, okay, you can maybe ride that out for a few more weeks. But I mm-hmm. think Wolves are getting at that peak point. And I think I would, we're going to start to see them go I would down. like to doubt you, but you were right on Watford. And so maybe I'll well, lean your you're direction not, I don't here. think you're going to... I mean, if you have Rui Patricio... Like, I've I've had Patricio from the beginning of the season. Like yeah. He was my, technically, I guess, second goalkeeper to start the season. And I thought about transferring him out on my wild card, and I didn't. If you're buying him, if you're buying on him now, I mean, he's had great scores. I mean, again, like, you get save points from the guy. So, as a second goalkeeper, sure, why not? Yeah. But... You're not playing him against Spurs. No. no matter what Spurs look like, you're not playing him against Tottenham, and you're not playing him at Arsenal either. Maybe you would expect a little bit more. If you wanted to run Doherty or Johnny out just on the chance of getting an attacking return from one of their, sure. you know, as a wingback, fine. But Patricio's different, even though he's the second right. scoring So, goalkeeper. I mean, you're still going to look at matchups. You're not counting on them to clean sheet everybody because obviously against the big the big six clubs, they're, you know, they're already showing that they're going to concede. So. Well, and their opponent in this match, Crystal Palace, featured the third highest scoring goalkeeper, Wayne Hennessy, whom yeah. we've already mentioned. A couple of twos in the last two matches, but that obviously follows the results. Nothing for Palace happened in this match. Does that change your mind? You know, I've already referenced in the A side of this week's episodes that you know, I went from Zaha to Lacazette. Is there anyone that we're holding on? I've seen some Tompkins owners in our mini league still. Yeah. I owned him to start the season and then moved away from him. I'm also on... Do you still own Zaha? I questioned both of you last week. No, I'm also on triple Crystal Palace, and it was for exactly this. They had two 
you know, they had two positive matchups remaining before their schedule goes to pure death. This isn't great, but they're still playing Wolves, who have only created nine goals total for the season at home, where they've only given up nine total for the season. So the, a nil-nil scoreline in this match wouldn't have been surprising any more than one nil. But look, the thing with is weird with Palace. So not only the home scoring voodoo continues, they're exactly even home and away. Like most clubs have... You know, they, Brighton's better at home. Slightly better, but still better. Crystal Palace has 32 shots on target this season. Exactly even home and away. They've done it, like they've been fine both places in terms of how many actual shots they're putting on goal. It's not great, but like for comparison, it's not the, like not the worst. Cherries have 19 shots at home. The difference is Bournemouth mm. has 10 goals at home. Palace has zero. Right. There, It's not like you look at 16 and say, oh, 16 shots on target for Crystal Palace. Can't they get more than that? They have Wilfred Zaha. Like, how are they not doing better? It's not. Like I said, one of the top scoring offenses of any club so far this season has 19 shots on target right. at home this season. And they're just scoring at a. I mean, that's a fifty. Almost, it's a better than fifty percent conversion rate at mm-hmm. home with shots on target. That's amazing. Yeah. So I mean, I don't understand it. I feel like they had some decent chances here, but yeah, I mean, it definitely, it definitely is a pain. And and yeah, it's Dave, did, did I want to move Zaha to Alexander Lacazette this week or you, to somebody else? You should else? move him. I made my transfer, and yet again, Dave. It did. A, I'm in mid-season decision-making form <laughs> with, my, with my team already, yeah, right, and, right. and B, I'm trying to be patient with my transfers. I did, I did not take. I could have yeah. taken a minus four. I happily would have taken a minus eight this week. Sure, and I didn't. I'm trying well, to. I'm trying to preserve the points, and I am. And my patience is just killing me. Yeah, sure. I get it, and yet it will pay off. the The only thing I will say, though, is that. You know, again, it was my first negative four. I am anti-negative four in general. Any longtime listeners of this sure. pod know that. However, Zaha Lacazette, that negative four, well worth it. It was two point six dollars difference. That's I an know. impossibility and in again, one move. I had to also go from money. Right, Madison. he took a minus four to do it, and I'm saying like I, I did not. I had two dollars. But I did not have two point six, oh. and so I'm not making three transfers in a week to make up that extra money. I yeah. couldn't yeah. do it. Could I? I could have. Could I have gone to if I Marco. had the money to go to Vardy? Yeah, I mean that to me would have been a, a plus move, and it would have been equal. It yeah. would. Right. It would have the negative exactly, four would, would have not have been nothing. worth it. The, no, yeah. If I had not gone to Marco this week, yeah. I, to me that's a lateral move. If that's I go right. down, like everyone was bailing on the Bournemouth players. Well, what about Glenn Murray? Well, that would have been a good move now that I see that he scored a goal and Zaha didn't. Yes, of course. It would have been a good move to go to Jimenez. I mean, it's sure, like there are players sure. that are... Uh, like but not negative four. Good. Assists don't overcome a negative four. Right. That just keeps me at even. So, That's right. Again, Crystal Palace, one more useful week this week at Everton. In light of that, though, Dave, sticking with Zaha one more week was not a bad move at his price point. 
He didn't get anything. He didn't uh, do just, anything. Just but no, like, neither did anybody else. Right. Nobody else did either, Dave. That's the Taking whole point. Taking a negative four to leave Zaha for someone else at that price point, other than Glenn Murray, would not have paid off. Sure. You well, had to go Callum, Callum Wilson or Josh and, King. And, but, but, that, but that's what I mean. That, but to me, the that, that looks like lateral move. Crystal Palace has not won at Everton since 2014. Mm. Worth mentioning that. But I would also mention... Wilfred Zaha did score against them last season. Okay. So Zaha is Always important Zaha to is no friend to, to Everton, Everton FC. Football club. And we said too. I mean, Wolves schedule or not, I mean, they're just in great form right now. So I'm not yeah. worried about the For next now. two the next two opponents. For now. Yeah. We'll see how they look at the next international break. Watford nil. Bournemouth four. There's David Brooks again. Josh King times two and Callum Wilson as well. See, this is what happens to Watford when they don't have Daryl Yonmott. <laughs> is that the uh, reason? Is that is that what happened here, Scott? Brian? Nah. I've, I've I've mentioned it a few times already. Well, I just want to give you proper clout in this segment as, as we're going to try to keep this short. That uh, you were right, I was wrong. Uh, wow! A few weeks ago, I mean, that was when we discussed all the way when we discussed Watford. Yeah. And you said Watford's not going to continue this. They're going to fall apart all because... I'm not wrong, I said. I'm, I'm just, just not, not right, right yet. The yes, Scott exactly. Scale of Rightness. The Scott Scale of now, Rightness. This segment brought to you by the Scott Scale of Rightness. <laughs> I wasn't right. I just wasn't wrong yet. Wait, I just... I wasn't no, no, no. wrong. No, this week... I just wasn't right yet. This week, I am right. Yeah. Now, listen. Here's the thing. Over the three... No, no, no. Let's go back further. We've okay. we've discussed the Premier League for four plus seasons at this point, right? We're maybe. practically veterans at this yeah, point. Yeah, sure, maybe. Have I ever been wrong on Watford over the course of a season? Honestly, that's fair. No, thank you. The, um, I rest my case. Nothing. No further questions, Your Honor. Nothing to me epitomizes the the weakness of Watford than the sequence that led to the Brooks goal, because. It went from nice build-up, shot attempt from what... Nothing to me... We'll just start at this point. Nothing to me epitomizes the the weakness of Watford than the build-up and what led to the David Brooks goal. Because it went from Watford on a, a nice offensive control sequence leading to a shot on goal that went directly into a Cherries player. I can't remember who it was. But it just it was a block. And it it was an upper body block that every Watford player just stood there and screamed, handball. It was a handball. Oh yeah. And as they're all standing there pointing and screaming, the ball's going the other way. It led to the break that led to the shot that Callum Wilson had that was deflected and parried straight to Brooks, who put it in for one nil. Like, shut up and play. <laughs> Turn right. around. And go because yeah. they're not waiting for you, and it and that was where it unraveled. Yeah, I mean Cabasele, rightfully right red card deserved the first yellow, and dummy tried to take down Josh King twice, deserved his both yellow cards, and that's it. You have a you have a team unraveled, and you have exactly the scoreline you'd expect. It's not often you see a negative four in fantasy no. Premier League. But no, that's what Cabaselli's no. facing wow. right now. It's so true. Um, although, per match of the day, 
the last four matches at Watford between Bournemouth and Watford have ended in a draw. Seven of the last nine in all matches between the two of them have ended in really? a draw. This was about the furthest from a draw you can get. Yeah, this was a not draw. <laughs> uh, the the not draw other. Um, here's my question. In a segment we like to call, let's talk about Josh King versus Callum Wilson. Versus? Both. Yes. You're not going to play two cherry forwards. Hear me. Are you going to play two cherry forwards? Yeah, listen. I'm not, but if you did, you wouldn't be in a bad position. So just yeah, from so they're the same price. On if you want a differential, Josh King has only owned five point one percent. Callum Wilson's nineteen point four. Unless that has changed in the last few hours since I looked at this, could very well have changed. I'm it. pretty frustrated with Josh King. I mean, I so sold Josh him, King's I sold numbers the right. It's a mixed bag break. of results, but when he scores, he scores big. Yeah, hey, Scott, if you did own both. And you own them all season. You would currently own the number two and the number six highest scoring forwards. Yeah, you're doing that's great. valid. But the number two scoring forward is cheaper than the number six scoring forward, and he's doing it more consistently. No, they're the same price. Yeah, they're the same price. That's six point three. That's what I was just saying. They're the same price. Josh King's fallen. Yeah, because because people like me and owned me. him to start the season and, and yeah and bailed on him as fast as possible. I bailed on him after game week four. Right. So before the 11 and then this week's 13. Exactly. So a mixed bag of results for Josh King. So this match, like just this match, both of them, seven touches inside of 18 yards. Josh King outshot him. So it's four shots to three. So not a huge difference, not a huge difference between the two of them. One of one of Josh King's goals was a penalty. Right. So which Josh matters King, in fantasy. Which matters. So he so he's on penalties because Callum Wilson missed one too many. That's right. And that's why Josh King is taking them, and he's three for three yeah. for the season. His his second goal today, or, or in this match, was his first non penalty goal that he scored this this season. So fourteen successful dribbles for Josh King. You saw it against Cabasele. He crushed him and and drew his own penalty. His 14 dribbles, 14 successful dribbles is the seventh, seventh best total, seventh highest total in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Callum Wilson has seven, like half that number. So unassisted penalty goal for Josh King is not out of the question. I don't think almost any match. Callum Wilson leads the team in shots and shots on target. He has 11 key passes to Josh King's 10. The, the weird thing with them, in the last four weeks, Josh King has outtouched Callum Wilson 196 to 115. So Josh King has touched the ball 80 more times than Callum Wilson. And if you look at their touch map, Josh King is everywhere. He is tracking back further, and he is just as far forward as Callum Wilson is. I'd like to say that there's a huge difference between the two of them. I know the scores are different, but this is this feels more like Josh King two years ago building up again. And either way, the partnership between them is excellent right now. Yes, but this is where if we were truly a professional podcast as it right. relates to Fantasy Premier sure. League, we would have a licensed professional counselor mm. on staff. Yeah. Because I sold Josh King to use yeah. my as part of my wild card after the first international break, there's a psychological barrier to yeah. me bringing him back into my lineup. I know how you feel. 
Tell me more. Well, I, I just say that to say, like, yeah, on some level, it would make sense to get rid of Mitrovich and to go to Josh King again. Or Zaha. Or get rid of Zaha to go to Josh King. But I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Because I already had him, got burned once, and I'm afraid I'm going to get burned again. There's a psychology that's at work here. And, I mean, tell me I'm wrong, Dave. Once you had a guy, and he didn't go well, and you got rid of him, no. and he starts doing well, well, it actually makes it harder to so, bring him back. Oh, so no, I, yeah, it's I, funny, as you're saying I that, know. I'm looking at Obama Yang's scores. So I owned him to start the season, and he went 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Exactly. Three twos. I sold him, and since then he's gone... Eight five seven two fifteen. Yeah, right. Right. So he's only had one two in five games. Is it bombing back in your lineup? And sub. And, yeah. Have exactly. you even considered You're not it? Doing What's it. even bizarre? And Brian, in a in a segment we like to call the third edition of what the hell? <laughs> okay. Aubameyang's price is is has dropped to a ten seven, and I get it. Yeah. I get it because he went two two two. But since week four, again, I'll read it again. Eight five seven two. 15 and he has dropped in all those weeks to a 10.7 he is a good own the connection yes, yes, it, to what watford bournemouth is i'm just trying to figure out how we got back to arsenal well no the, the, there is a thing here and i can actually bridge that gap for you yes lacazette abameyang <laughs> is is the story there lacazette's the guy and he's yeah. cheaper he's the guy you own that's why no one's owning a Yang at this point. Now take that back to King and Wilson. So far, you know they're both pretty they're equal. The same. There's less of a right. gap and up to this point. Callum Wilson. I mean, his. That's what I'm saying. His returns, his returns are a little greater. Are consistent. Yes. More consistent. Yes, I would rather psychologically own Callum Wilson than Josh King. Not just because I owned him to start the year, but because Callum Wilson scores are psychologically better. Mm-hmm. And and total points are seven points better too. One point per week almost. So there's something there to that. The, the point is, though, it's really hard to own a guy who's sharing points at his position with another guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand that. I'm just saying, just looking at the two of them, they're, the fact that they're the same price, they, the, a match like this where you see what both of them are capable of in a single match. I mean, yeah. if Josh King touches what he was a year and a half ago if it's josh king spring 2017 yeah i mean that is like i mean he was must that is he was a must monster own. yeah he yeah, was yeah. an absolute monster no doubt Not but callum worth, wilson was hurt during that time right and so the fact that the two of them are coexisting they're playing extremely well. They have one of the best midfielders serving them right now in Ryan Frazier. Yeah. Who with, scored six points. With David Brooks and Junior Stanislaus around there, too. Two I mean, weeks left on Junior Stanislaus until he gets hurt again. Count, well, listen, Counting honestly, going forward. Fire up the Junior Stanislaus injury <laughs> advent calendar. <laughs> For Bournemouth, the next two weeks, it's great. Right, right. and this is They're and that's what I was and that's what I was going to say. And at Fulham, but you, but I got to say, I'm if not. If you own a cherry, if you own one, don't sell them. No, two don't of sell the best. But I'm also Fulham. not buying Josh King back until Callum Wilson gets hurt. So well, two. That's fine. But, that's fine. No, I mean, but look, like, why would you sell any cherry up to this point? Just on the simple fact of of differential ownership, Josh King. This is not a. Oh, I'm going to take a shot on a guy who has not proven himself but the stats are there right the points are there like the actual production is there 
they can fit together. They have done it. And this match, it was the Josh King, Callum Wilson show. Yes, Dave, you're exactly right. Two of the best possible matchups in the next two weeks. Then they hit a terrible, you know, a rough patch. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I'm not sure why. And then I'm not sure why. And this and here's here's exactly why. Southampton has the sixth most shots allowed on target of any club. They've allowed seven goals, which is the third most on the road. Cherries have ten goals at home, which is which only Manchester City have more goals at home than Bournemouth does on the season. Wow. They follow that up with Fulham, who we don't even need to talk about how terrible they are. Mm. So this is this is high potential. This is the yeah. third time on this you know, this week's podcast recordings that you guys are trying to get me to sell Ryan Bertrand <laughs> as a defender in my lineup. But hey, I mean I want your the stats team to be good. better, Scott. No, you don't. Yes, uh, do. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah, this is Ryan Bertrand. Still I want to see this great. podcast. Stop, stop taking the high ground, man. Stop taking the high ground. You're messing me up. I refer you back to Scott Shaw. You're messing me up. Knock it off. Um, there were other players in this match. I just feel like that's the that's a big decision. So many people are on Ryan Fraser at this point. Gets an assist here. Six Every, points. It's everyone a decent is thrilled return. that he did that, and yeah. it's exactly why his price is going to keep going up, even at six. I mean. Has, uh, that's he's like, gonna score a goal soon he is so cheap six dollars are you serious for a guy that's in like in the top five yeah. in every statistical category for the season so far like g- please give me more of uh, more ryan frazier and we said it last year a couple times and it's i think it's still true because of their because of their offense this feels more like an offense that you're not downgrading you're not downgrading them at tough clubs anymore. I feel like you need to start bringing the top clubs down a little bit when you see that they're playing Bournemouth. Interesting. Just because I disagree they, with the way you said that, but I agree with your sentiment. Right. It's just that they are Fantasy scoring points. so much. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Exactly, exactly. Right. I'm not saying that Bournemouth is going to go in and win necessarily. See the Chelsea match this this season. They which just are w- always... I feel like this, the scoreline for every Bournemouth match is 2-2. Yeah. Absolutely. Could be, could have been against Chelsea, should have scored goals against Chelsea this season, and they did not. So yes, with the matchup coming up, yeah, give me give me Bournemouth. And David Brooks scores again. You said it. And yeah. Dave another, said last week that the only people owning David Brooks are the Brooks family. The Brooks family. Well, hey, not anymore. They not matches, anymore. Two matches in a row. Old DB scored two weeks in a row. There's this handful of guys that are producing that are off template that come on david brooks is not going to score i'll put a bet on the fact he's not going to score a third match in a row uh, well scott i would agree with that most guys can't score three matches in a row right but, but the point I is mean, he's if he, he's, but if he's not going to score gonna, why buy him now if he's going to score three in a row this is the time to do it this is Look, fact <laughs> i'm this just saying true. I, and are I'm you not, betting and, on that brian good, good are you call. betting on that i'm not advocating the purchase of David Brooks, I just think it's. I just think there's a lot good here for at least two more weeks. What I was going to say about Ryan Frazier is he's one of those guys, kind of like a you know, just he's in the James Madison. We can talk about Gilfie because I'll talk about him forever. I'm sure you will. Uh, he's those get, one of those guys. Let's get to is, that match. He's in an attacking position and he's responsible for too much offensively to not be involved and to not have attacking returns. Agree. Lester won. 
Everton 2. All the goals from pod favorites. Pereira for the Foxes, Richarlison and Gilfie for the Toffees. Brian, just get started. Tell me how great Gilfie Sigurdsson is. I could wear my No, Gilfie. no, no. The really I... impressive goal in this match was from Ricardo Pereira. That was a great run. Did it you was. not see what Gilfie's goal was? Did you not see Gilfie's goal? Is, right, that, why, is that why you're saying that? that fair Gilfie's, enough. Gilfie's, Gilfie's goal Brian, was Brian, great. Gilfie, Listen, in the last... I, I don't know what else Gilfie's got to do for, for you guys to stop trashing him. <laughs> No, no one's trashed him. I don't know what else this guy's got to do this His last season. four scores, 7-2, 14-10. Those are good scores. He knows I've never trashed Who him. Who led Everton in shots in this match? Richarlison. Uh, it has to be. No, it was Gilfie Sigurdsson. Gilfie Sigurdsson. Four shots. He put three of his four shots on target. Who had 13 crosses in this match uh, to go along with that? Uh, who now is second in the Premier League with 60 crosses Lucas supplied. Dina. That's a really good guess, but you're wrong. Oh, it's yeah. actually Gilfie Sigurdsson. <laughs> right. Who took eight of Everton's 10 corners? Now has 35 corners taken for the uh, season, which is the third on, most on, of in the Premier League. Bernard. Bernard mm. looks great. He yeah. looks really good, at I'm least gonna, in this match. He has hey, looked for Gilfie a couple. You're really Sigurdsson. starting to sound like an Everton fan. Gilfie Sigurdsson. Gilfie's correct, Dave. You're yeah, correct. sure. Their Matt is so pissed right now. What a goal from Gilfie Sigurdsson! A to turn to get space to get away from James Madison in the first place, and then a worldie, like just a great goal from Gilfie Sigurdsson. If there's a case to be made for Gilfie over Richarlison, it's this. It was this week. Three bonus points for Gilfie. Zero bonus points for Richarlison. Attacking midfielders who are more involved in the offense get more bonus points. Richarlison is Mo Salah. Gilfie Sigurdsson is Eden Hazard. Yeah. That's a good call. That's a really good comparison. That Those two guys, we said it last week, they accounted for 11 of the shots that Everton took in the entire match. That's a ridiculous number of shots to take for two guys. I want, this is why it's so difficult. Like I made the move to Richarlison two weeks ago. Mm. So... Good for you. I, I bought him this. The I gave it a week. I still would like some credit for playing Aaron Ramsey on his two assist game. Mm. But I sold Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey to get Richarlison two weeks ago. So you just owned Ramsey for one for week. that one week, yeah. And you played him. I played him the one That's, week, and you sold against him. Everton. That's amazing. But no, Gilfie. You know, I bought I bought Richarlison thinking like exactly what we talked about last week. It's a seven tenth difference it's 7.3 for gilfie it's six was he is richarlison up to six eight with richarlison with that gap shrinking you could make the with case you can six, make eight. the case more and more but with that kind of production gilfie's not staying at seven three yeah he's not staying there for long no. and if it's richarlison like this week no, richarlison well, playing center forward see, with gilfie in the number 10 segerson's already at seven four. Oh, see it, it probably went up tonight while we were talking if Lucas Mora out, Gilfie in. I would do that. I yeah. would do that now. Yesterday. Moving forward. If I didn't have Richarlison. Would you take a negative four to do it? No. Really? Really? Well, only because I'm a patient guy this year and I and I enjoy <laughs> and a sadist. If I've already got to take <laughs> So I so I, I I definitely do not if want If I already to- have to move Bertrand out for Doherty, should I also take Mora out for Gilfie? And take a negative four to do I it. would move Mora to either Gilfie or uh, or Richarlison. 
All right, here's here's the next level question, all right? If I'm not going to do negative four, which move do I make? Hmm. Bertrand for Doherty or Mora for Gilfie? Does money matter to you? If the no. Mo- if the money doesn't matter to you, then you make the one that is that is the team need. Because if you're not doing it for the sake of trying to catch a player... And so Bertrand's going to be on my bench. Don't do that move. Is that what you're saying? If I knew that Ryan Bertrand was being sold so much that he was going to drop to 4.9. Which I don't I, think he's owned that much to worry about. I would make the move just on the just on so the price So he doesn't difference. lose value. Right. I wouldn't want to lose a tenth. But on, you know where I stand on that. Right. I it's about wanna, what's going to get me right. the most points next week, not where my value is going to be. Right. I wouldn't want to lose the money on Bertrand. Which just, is the opposite of Dave. And this is the grand experiment of this podcast for this season. See Scott shot this week. Scott, you, you right. are... I mean, look, you're not far behind me. I mean, we're we're very close. And I points. dare say, I hope that I've had the worst stretch of my season so far. But what's interesting, and we'll see when it, because I don't yes. expect it to pay off. But my club value is significantly higher than significantly, yours. and so we'll see in the second half, right? Yeah, well, what, what happens I, I there? I think that's when it's going to show. I don't know. You hope so. That's what you're banking. So, I do. I do hope so. The, that's the beauty of this FPL thing yeah. is that we have different philosophies, different yeah. strategies. We're going to see how this goes. Yeah. I mean, you could make some really terrible moves in the second half of the season. I could nail a captain, and it, all that work on that value doesn't mean a thing. Isn't that well, all we'll, that it's about? We'll see. Which is putting another yet another uh, railroad spike through my temple. <laughs> Naming the Everton. Answer, Everton. So, so is the answer whatever is more important to your team this Yeah, week? I would say that. Everton right. alternates what I, you would say is plus and minus matchups Good matchup, here. bad matchup. Good yeah, matchup, Until bad the matchup. first week of December. So like you look at it, the next three, they play home to Crystal Palace this week, which I think is fine. At Manchester United, yet again, another, you know, what better time is there to play Manchester United than than around now? Right. And then they follow that up playing home to Brighton, Please, yeah. I will. I will gladly have whatever Everton player I've got in that matchup. Sure. Two questions for you guys about these clubs. Yeah. Number one, does this result change anything about the Leicester players we've discussed at nope. this point? I still like Vardy. Still like Madison. If you own uh, Maguire, great. Um, Brian Chilwell. Listen, Leicester City, England's Ben Chilwell. We cannot say enough about Leicester City's schedule. It's the reason why everyone was on Leicester City players this week. Literally everyone, from top to bottom. Harry Maguire was in just about everybody's team of the week going into this week. Uh, Jamie huh. Vardy was a was pushed a ton for uh, like DraftKings, like anything like that, like a single week thing. Jamie Vardy is an obvious choice coming into this week playing Everton at home. You love the matchup and it this is this is the dud of all duds this week was Leicester City at all levels. Ricardo Pereira is the one guy who gets a goal, a great goal, a really really nice breakaway goal. Yeah. And I think unexpected uh you know on his 25th birthday. Yeah, it was his birthday. That's the big thing. Crazy. No, it doesn't change anything for me just because if we're going to if the schedule matters, if we're paying attention to team schedules, then Leicester's schedule's too good yeah. to ignore. And like we sure. said last season, they scored 11, there was 11 goals in the two matches between Leicester and Arsenal. But so, also I'm not like I'm not automatically taking out my foxes just based on matchup either. Madison no. can score on anybody. No, and that's exactly it. So Vardy can score on who, anybody on the counter. It, actually, he has a better chance of scoring against a top six club Jamie on Vardy, the counter. Jamie Vardy, a 
blew a breakaway chance here. The fact that Jamie Vardy didn't score here with the chances he had is is yet another one that you just you all you can do is look at it and say, how in the world did this happen? Ben Chilwell torched John Joe Kenny and put the perfect pass to Jamie Vardy's forehead that he headed wide. Yeah. It was it is just the way it happens sometimes. Like yeah, do I love do I love the points from anybody that was on Leicester City this week? No, but it changed a ton the second that the second that Wes Morgan decided that he doesn't want to play much this season. Red card, yeah. Yet again. So it was close. Like just, like look at the stats. When it was 11 versus 11, it was 3 shots to 2 in the first half. So Quite frankly, you would put Leicester and Everton in the same spot in the table. So right. that why was the whole the point. match be? This week if Everton won, they were going to go ahead of Leicester in the table. That was it. They're so close, they're so evenly yeah, matched and That's right. A red card, yeah, definitely changes it. And the fact that Gofi scored when it was yeah. 11, 11 versus 10. Nice know. goal or not, I mean, that, that matters. Yeah. So I said I had a second question. The second question is that it almost feels like it's a given for some people. Like, of course, I'm going to bring back in Richarlison now that he's off his ban. Mm-hmm. He scored here. Yeah. Is he automatic? He was playing. So we. I don't know if we did we mention it last week or was it just something that was known kind of midweek that so Marco Silva had said he had mentioned the fact that Richarlison can function as a striker can okay. can play can play up front right Jank Tosun is a substitute yeah <laughs> Dom- Dominic Calvert Lewin is a substitute yeah. And Umar Nias is does not have a role. He should in Everton. He should be on starting. this Everton team. He is yeah. a third substitute. Yeah. You're biased, so, but look, what? How effective do you think a a front four of Richarlison, Bernard, Gilfie Sigurdsson, Theo Walcott? It's pretty good. Be? It has been good. Yeah. And Bernard Bernard's setup for Richarlison's goal also required the torching of John Joe Kenny. Uh, on the right side of the Leicester defense. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean Bernard. If Bernard's going to play like that, and you got Gilfie playing this kind of this where he should have been playing all last season, where he should have been, yet somehow was overlooked by the entire coaching staff of Everton Football Club Different last managers, season. Different managers, man. Different managers. So he's playing where he's supposed to be. Richarlison's a happy guy right now, and. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel good about it. Brother Matt, you can start listening again. Manchester United 3, Newcastle 2, Mata, Martial, Alexis, Kennedy, Yoshinoro Mudo. This might be the most exciting game of the weekend. Scott, how mad were you about this? About this match? Yeah. Mad? Were you mad? I feel like this um, was the kind of match that would make some people mad. I was really disappointed that Newcastle couldn't hold on. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's no secret I'm a Liverpool fan, so of course I'm not cheering for United. This, I mean, I do love storyline. I love drama. I love narrative in the league. Jose Mourinho, you're not, <laughs> Manchester United is stuck with Jose Mourinho over an international break because of this comeback. Literally the worst thing that could have happened to this club is for Mata, Martial, and Alexis, especially Alexis, to, to, to score. It. Yeah. 
That's the worst thing that could have happened for them. None of these guys like him. You know that's the case. Isn't that the, the worst thing that they could have done is to keep his job isn't that by the, winning in a comeback. You don't you don't fire a guy after a comeback win at home like this. Isn't that the amazing thing? Is that Especially all, when you don't have a replacement. All the guys that accounted for the points are like the the guys he hates the most. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like maybe he wants to get fired so they you know out of spite they kept him in the job. But but even then, like when you have a bad boss, and I know I'm going back to last week's Scott shot here a little bit, but when you have a bad boss, you're not focused on doing good by the company. You're just trying to get through the day. That that's true. Fact. When these guys are going into practice, when they're going into training, when they go into matches, they're not focused on helping United win. They're not focusing on getting United the title this year. They're just trying to get through practice. You know that's the case. This is not going well for this club. No, the it's not. worst thing Alexis could do is score a goal. What does he do? Scores a goal. Scores I love the, that Alexis scores did the it. match winner. Exactly. That's the worst thing he could have done. They're stuck with Jose Mourinho now. Hey, on the bright side, they bought Zinedine Zidane two more weeks to get his English where True. it needs to be. The only thing that could have made the win better is if when Juan Mata scored that it that he would have run over to the sideline and like Scooby-Doo or Mission Impossible style pulled off a mask and revealed himself to be Antonio Valencia. <laughs> like just to, just to rub a, it in even more. Cuddlier player in the Premier League than Juan Mata. You know, if he was uh, <laughs> um in another life he'd be an Ewok, Scott. Yeah, Juan Mata is an Ewok. Which he most, is. Which most people consider this is not adorable. a Star Wars podcast. Which most people consider adorable. <laughs> yes. There's enough of this. Look, second assist for Pogba. Brian Pogba's horrible. Uh, he makes every team I, listen, worse. I don't Brian, know. Listen, he's so bad. He's so bad. He's up for the Ballon d'Or. But you know what? No, he, makes he every, is not. He may, he, he's in the he's in the top twenty. I okay. That's where he's going to stay. Well, they just he released that's today. Fine. They released a list of names. Sure. And he is one of 20 sure. in the world listed on there. Is that's, that is that because he deserves it or because he's Paul Pogba? I don't know. No, the answer is because I know of his this. name. They, it could be because he had a great World Cup. I no, feel like that. Yeah, well, that's that's stupid, too. That's not the point listen. of the award. No, no, no. You, no, you guys listen. Okay, Paul I'll Pogba. Listen. Tell me. Please tell me how bad he is, because the flick to Martial was amazing. But go ahead and tell me how bad he was. No, the flick to Martial is everything that's wrong with Jose Mourinho. Paul because Pogba, he won't let that happen. Exactly. Yeah, sure. Why exactly was, right. Why was why was why were match announcers having to ask the question, what tactically, what are they doing? Exactly. Why was Paul Pogba playing what appeared to be Center, center back. back. Yeah, center back for, for about the 15 half. minutes. 10 mm -hmm. minutes, maybe. 10 or 15 minutes to start the second half. So It doesn't weird. make any sense. And then that quickly ended. He created this chance. That was exactly what Paul Pogba was born to do. Yeah, sure. So let him <laughs> do it. <laughs> right? Don't, yeah. don't miss that one, David. No, don't miss that one. Listen, no. for fantasy purposes, I don't know what you do with anyone here stay away from them stay all. away stay get, away whether you Scott, have i mean if you have listen 14 percent of teams have paul pogba right now he's owned 14 percent. do you hear me i'm saying 14 yeah and you're tortured in the process how many of those are active managers that's my question <laughs> i would love to know how many of those managers are active yeah. so if you are an active Paul Pogba owner and you listen to this podcast, yell at Scott this week and tell him why. On Twitter, you on still Facebook, 
own Paul Pog- Fantasy Soccer FC. Find us. Let me know why. I don't know how anyone would consider owning him, like going to him, or or holding on to him, considering. No, the, the, the myriad options That's right. beneath him. And I want to be clear. I'm not saying Paul Pogba is a bad player. I'm saying that that moment of brilliance that he displayed on the Martial goal is what he needs to be allowed to do, and he's not being allowed to Man, do it. If he, if he got that role in this club and somebody was managing talent here, oh, boy. Hey, the Lukaku, Christ- third straight blank for Lukaku this week. Yeah. Surprisingly... Two, two, two. It's Surprisingly, he's only the sixth most transferred f- out for forwards so far this week. Well, who, I, are you, who are you going to? If I had Luke, if I had Lukaku right now, and I'm not, and I haven't already switched to Alexander Lacazette two weeks ago. Yeah, I am a crazy person. No, that's right. That's that, the, but that's the only guy. That is you're a, not going to go Lukaku to Wilson. You're not going to go Lukaku to King. You're not going to go Lukaku to Murray. No, you go do Lukaku it. to Kane. Lacazette. To, that's no it. Lukaku to Lacazette, Firmino, or Vardy. Or Kane. I, I think that would. I, I, I think I, 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 you're not going to go to Firmino right now. I think, but I think plenty of people would. Maybe, Wouldn't maybe you rather with the have the, list. I feel like I'd rather have Firmino and the chance at points than and the starting money. now maybe right starting now maybe. But that's why I mean the, fa- the fact that he's not the number one most transferred out. I think a lot of people weird. are seduced by the overall scores. Wouldn't you say like like I'm not talking well, about people who listen to this podcast, but overall the guys, the the number of owners who are influenced enough to create these big numbers that we refer to on a regular basis, they're influenced by the overall scores, and that's why they're not going to anyone else but Lacazette. Lukaku plays at Chelsea. Next week, you want Lukaku next week? No. Wait a minute. That's, like, that's why I'm saying, like, I, no, I mean, the I don't. best you could say is I'd rather keep Alonzo. Chelsea hasn't had that many clean sheets. They've no. had four. No, but I mean, it's Luka- but every it's, other week, I guess. It's Lukaku. It's United. What I'm saying is, I'm saying that for them, you're. you're not, I'm saying that the. Would you rather have them, or would you rather have uh, Arsenal at home? In a better matchup, yeah. is what I'm saying. No, I, get I, I just to me it just seems odd. But when you look at the top eight forwards right now, you're not going to a six pound forward like Glenn Murray. No, you're not selling Lukaku to go all the way down. What I'm saying is, yes, if you have the money, I'm sorry with Lukaku, you're only going to Lacazette. Right. The fact That's that the, the fact that he's that much cheaper yeah. than Lukaku, I agree with that. Is is totally absolutely a no brainer. But that takes you back. That takes you back to my question last week. I would far, far rather own three nine pound forwards, yeah, than a high priced, mid priced, and low priced forward. If my high priced forward is Lukaku, yeah, for sure. It's a it's a toss up when it's Kane. When it's Lukaku, it's a no brainer. Yeah. Uh, The only again. A lot of lot of uh, a lot of fantasy analysis out there, uh, outside of us, and we would I think we were okay with Luke Shaw uh, coming into this match. It seems a plus matchup. I mean, it looked fine, and that's why Shaw was in so many preferred teams of the week this week. But maybe the defense. If you have Shaw, you're not playing him next week probably anyway. Beyond that, like. Yeah, he's probably worth a pickup or a play if you don't have him already. United defense is maybe the only place you might want them, but six straight starts for Chris Smalling. I'm guessing he's probably preferable to Ashley Young now that Antonio Valencia is in the Mourinho doghouse. I, I just, I don't, it's not worth discussing. I, I'm just saying, like, the defense. I, I, 
Yeah, I'm just saying like this. Right now. This, this, there is this is so tumultuous. Yes, yeah, I agree. The dysfunction here is so overwhelming. I don't. And I apologize I to our United fans who are listening, especially the ones in our mini league. I mean, it's it's obviously a painful time. I sympathize and, with that. And three of the next four games are away. I don't know if we mentioned that. But three of their next four games are away. Well, they so. play, yeah, and they have to go to the juggernaut Bournemouth in three weeks. I don't want to. I don't <laughs> want anything to do with that. Uh, I do need to quickly give out the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award here to Mohamed Diame of Newcastle. Oh yeah, because his missed header directly affected the result of this match. Yeah, there were a lot of wasteful opportunities in this week, but Diame's was the most notable. So I'm sorry, Mohammed, but you received the Benteke Award for this week. A quick plug for this week: I will have a, we will do a differential thing this week. But and it, and I yeah. had, and this and last week I did have I had it ready. I actually had all the stuff ready to go to plug Martin Dubrovka, who was Newcastle's savior. He here. looked great. So Dubrovka had. A great match. I he only said, scored three points. Though. I know. I would have, and that's and that's on seven saves. So yeah. seven, he looked, he seven saves amazing. that kept this match. But up until the seventieth minute, right? Until the until, until Trafford United scored, still showed that it was old. Right. right? Dubravka like, Dubravka <laughs> had a, a great match and something that I you know something I'll bring up this week. They play six of their next ten at home. The schedule eases up a ton now. Between now and December twenty second. The matchups are predominantly positive. Yes, yes. We have said for, for yes. ever and always that Newcastle's schedule is murder until now. Right. This the is, question is, can they recover? Right. This is this is the time when if it's going to recover, it's now. But they yep. get Brighton next week at home. Then they play at Southampton and then Watford. That's their next three. Those are th- that's three wins. Well, Brighton no, at home, so, away, wow. to, away to Southampton, and home to Watford well, those three you, wins. You, you hope bet on so. That? I mean, I, I hope that defensively they can... I bet they, get, I bet they get six points out of that easy. Out of the possible nine? Mm-hmm. I'm saying that this is, if there's a time, this is... So Dubrovka's owned... Seven. Martin Dubrovka is owned less... <laughs> he's, owned, he's owned less than some players that are as expensive as he is who are not playing. Yeah, you know the hard part is I own Wayne Hennessy, and I'm okay with Hennessy, and he's cheaper than Dubrovka. Right. Point. So what I'm saying is, as a dif- as a differential, and if we're saying that schedule matters for for players, if we're going to pay attention to anybody, there is no better differential than Martin Dubrovka, who, by the way, is the is the ninth highest scoring goalkeeper, despite the worst run of matches probably of any club in the Premier. Ninth League. highest, really. And. They're coming into their own, and this past week, going into the United match, uh, Jamal LaSalle's yet again, they've got two locker room dads here. They have Jamal LaSalle's and they have Martin Dubrovka called a players-only meeting to talk about their poor start to the season. So it's the leadership you want from this kind of guy. It's the reason why you love guys like Casper Schmeichel, because they are the guys. You know that they are not going to let anybody slack. I'm in. And Dubrovka is the guy who's doing that. So I just want to I just want to say Martin Dubrovka's name because he was awesome in this match. Hey, I'm listen. It, it will shock you how good Newcastle's schedule is coming up. It's great. Give me. Some, I mean, it has to be after how bad. I know it's it was been. terrible. I mean, I, we along with anybody else would have said right. you just you just don't own these guys. So stay but away. We said that from the very beginning. Right. Credit right. to us. Now it's yep. going to be time to start looking at. 
at some things. And that's why you can't go week hey, to week. Uh, I'm looking at people who own Jordan Pickford, especially right now. It, what, why? What, what are you doing? Why are you owning Jordan Pickford? I you mean, can go in a tenth to go from Pickford to Dubrovka, which A, nobody has, and B, is coming into an unbelievable run of matches. Yeah, do it. I mean, would you own, would, would now be the time to buy low on someone like Iosi Perez? Maybe, and or Muto who played. He did. Muto did play. Yeah, Iosi Perez. I, you know, I hesitate to say Kennedy, but he did score here. Uh, Muto, I mean, honestly, Muto, if not for a bad miss, scores but, twice. Yeah, agree. I mean, completely. Muto had another had another one of the bad Newcastle misses here. So I'm not ready to buy Muto, or and I would hesitate on the attacking guys. But yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? You're at least looking. At least you look. Brighton won West Ham nil, the lone goal from England's finest, Glenn Murray. What happened to West Ham? Nothing. There, It's the thorn in the side. They talked about that entering the match. This was West Ham's chance to kind of get get past. Brighton's been kind of a bother to them. They were last season. and uh, Sussex by the sea, baby. Glenn Murray's on pace to score 23.75 goals this season. <laughs> Brian, do you think that's going to cool down? Because um, what's on the back look, of his... Hey, if you want to... Listen, going into this match, if you want to... Uh, yet again, like we could have done the same thing with Eden Hazard against Southampton. Hazard scored like 17 times in the last five matches against Southampton, okay. which is something that we didn't talk about last week. But Glenn Murray scored three times against West Ham last season. Just an absolute monster against them. Of course, he scored here. Just the one shot on target. Took four shots. Had a couple, you know, a couple close ones. Had put a couple, you know, close over the bar. But right, um, yeah. I mean, the the only thing that makes me hesitate about about Brighton is that Glenn Murray played ninety minutes eleven times last season. Okay, he's played ninety minutes seven times this season. I'm seven, not saying seven out of eight games. Yeah, I'm not. And he, the one game, the one match was against Manchester City. He came on for 17 minutes or something like that. I'm not saying he's going to get rotated, but the the whole talk in the preseason was how they really wanted the other forwards to get involved. They right. wanted the, to ease the scoring burden off of Glenn Murray, and it hasn't happened. I mean, the guy, the other guys are barely getting any minutes. So, yeah, he's in great form this season, and I mean, he's essential to the success of. Brighton and Hove Albion. Sure. But, you know, I just wonder if in this match, you know, this run of matches, because the schedule eases up, you know, if they don't, you know, maybe he doesn't, you know, if they don't get him a, a, a bit more of a, a rest. I'm not counting on it, but just because he's so important and points are necessary for him. I mean, they need the points in this run of matches. So just something that I was, thought it was interesting that he didn't, you know, yeah, he had a ton where he played 70 or 80 or whatever so, last season. But but last season, 11 times he played 90 minutes. And he's and to the fact that he's already at seven this season is, uh, is, uh, is I mean, I feel like that's something because he's 35. Hmm. Brighton's schedule the next three weeks at Newcastle, home to Wolves, and at Everton. What are we to make of that? Is Glenn Murray worth an own? I guess he would be compared to guys... Well, he's at at his price. I mean, at you're looking his, at Bournemouth. I mean, you're looking right. at the you're looking so, at the so, you're looking at cherries just above him, so or Wilson you're looking at you're King, looking at Jimenez below him. Wilson King, Mitrovic, Arnautovic, which are a little bit more expensive. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lump them in. So Jimenez, Arnautovic, Mitrovic, 
Wilson King. King. And Wilson. Yep. That's, where that's, does that's Murray? A, where does Murray rank? If you're ranking guys who you would want to have the most, where does Murray rank there? Well, I mean, statistically and and just I mean, you, opinion. I mean, you saw it. I mean, we said it during Bournemouth, the Bournemouth segment. I mean, I to me that it's such a no brainer with Wilson with and King. Cherries, and at least the next two weeks. Maybe right. after that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe when, after that. Look, the thing with Brighton is, like we said it last week, great schedule. That's undeniable. The schedule is very good for Brighton until the first week of December. Although, I mean, the next three, they play at Newcastle. They play home to Wolves, yeah. where, the, where Brighton is going to lose 1-0. Mm. And then they play, a, a suddenly, <laughs> they play at a suddenly resurgent Everton. Oh, so, uh, like, do you want Brighton on the road at Everton? Do you, I mean, could he score there? Sure. The downside for Brighton, to me, is the fact that their offense is just bad i mean it's statistically terrible only only newcastle has attempted fewer shots this season hold on cardiff has attempted more shots than yes cardiff has cardiff had a thousand shots it wasn't for cardiff's lack of trying this past week wow only newcastle has attempted fewer shots than brighton has and you could chalk that up to newcastle's schedule yeah you don't love newcastle's schedule 30 38 of those shots for for brighton are at home. They have a Premier League worst 28 shots attempted on the road. Guess where five of their next nine matches are on in the this road. great schedule? On the road. On the road. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's true for shots on target too. 23 shots on target for the season for Brighton. Did you hear what I said? 20, Brighton has attempted 23, 23 shots, shots on, on target, target total for the season. Good grief. 16 of those are at home. Did you hear what I said? 16 or at home. Brighton have attempted seven shots on target on the road this season. Do you want your team to take seven shots on target? Okay, on the road. Yeah, sure. So anyway, <laughs> like the second thing about this though, Dave. Yes, there's more. Is where is Pascal Gross? Uh, he's been injured, and I, yes. honestly, he's been under the radar. I do, I do not know. So he's been out of the lineup since Southampton in week five with an ankle injury. Chris Hewton said this past week, they're going to make sure he's coming back fully fit with no chance for a setback. They're hopeful that he comes back for Newcastle after the break. You want a differential guy. Pascal Gross. Pascal Gross, who's owned by no one. Because he, why would he be? He's down to 6.7 because he started the season at, at seven. 7. And you know as, he, as sure. he returned nothing and missed a penalty that ended up giving Glenn Murray penalties uh, he, he, and then got injured. Just as a reminder, Pascal Gross assisted four of Glenn Murray's 12 goals last season in the Premier League. Wow. Which was one of the top assist partnerships in the, in the Premier League last season. There weren't many, weren't many partnerships better than Gross to Glenn Murray last season. So if anybody is hoping for a healthy Pascal Gross back in the lineup, it's, it's Glenn, Glenn Murray. Murray. And, and, and Pascal Gross was great last year. He was he was so excellent over the course of the season last season. No one no one below the big six clubs had more assists than Pascal Gross did last year. So Brighton needs healthy Pascal Gross to be back here. And right. they might get him after the after the break. Burnley won. Huddersfield won. Sam Vokes, Christopher Schindler scoring the goals one per side. There is only one person that is worth talking about in this match. Three midfielders 
have better form than a Burnley midfielder right now. And those oh, three Goodman, players are me? Eden Hazard, Gilfie Sigurdsson, and Raheem Sterling. The current form of midfielders right now is bettered by a Burnley midfielder by the three of the best players What's in the past five weeks. Listen, Brian, you were on this, and this killed you three, four weeks ago. Where is you my... were on this before the differential. Yeah. Where is my Johan Berg Goodmanson t-shirt? Yeah. Honestly, well, to you. You, what's up with you in the in the Iceland Icelanders? Wow, yeah. Goodmanson is my second Shakiri for the season. Is he your it, second Gilfie? Gilfie is my first Gilfie and my first Shakiri. <laughs> Goodmanson. I'm really confused all of a sudden. Goodmanson is my second Shakiri. Goodmanson's last three games since Brian referenced him and wrote about him in his differential column that he didn't post. No, he, he did. did. He did. Yeah, that ago, was one I did. did. Nine, thirteen, and seven. He's yeah, been great. You nailed that one. Listen, this is this is the guy. I mean, he and Gilfie have a lot in common this season, and it's and it has entirely to do with set pieces. It's free kicks. It's corners. Yeah. It's it's what has been obvious form for him. The other thing, too, I mean, we already know. I mean, you know how effective Burnley is on set pieces. They already have four goals this season from set pieces. Only Liverpool and Tottenham have more than that. He's aiming for the targets that we know and love. He's aiming for Ben Mee, James Tarkowski, Sam Vokes, Ashley Barnes, Chris Wood. I mean, that big, is who... That is, yes, that is who Goodmanson is serving, and he's playing really well. I mean, look, the only downside for Burnley so far this season is the same for all of the other clubs who concede a ton of goals and have been really low is that they just aren't producing that many chances. Yeah. But he's got nine key passes for the season. He's got 20, you know, 25 shots for Burnley on target so far this season. Only Cardiff, Brighton and Huddersfield are worse than that. Amazing. But you see what's been this season, like so far, just the involvement that the necessity of, of Goodmanson in the service mm-hmm. in in crosses, in corner kicks taken and free kicks. It's all going through Goodmanson. Hey, why why own Joe Hart? He had a good he his, had a he had a good run of he had favorable matchups and he was saving a lot of shots. His his last three matches are three, nine, three and two. His last four matches, excuse me. And his upcoming schedule is at City Chelsea at West Ham at Leicester City. So three of the next four on the road. I I just don't see, like, he's 10% owned. And I'm not sure I see the appeal of him. He has three games on the season where he scored more than three points. He has a nine, he has a 10, and he has a seven. I mean, it was, I think it was just who they were playing. I think they had a, they had a lot of green and silver in the early run of matches. But Burnley, like, Burnley defensively has been terrible so far been this season. Abnormally terrible. terrible. Abnormally yeah. terrible. And yeah. I think everyone was hoping, too, that after they crashed out of Europa League that, that it might pick up a little bit. But they still, I mean, they're conceding a ton of shots. Like, that's the thing. Huddersfield, not for their lack of trying here. I mean, they, they put, I mean, they had a ton of shots. Yeah. And it just didn't, it just didn't work for them. There's not a ton to say about about uh, either of these teams other than Goodmanson. Huddersfield did score, so we are allowed to yeah. talk about them. However, uh, there was a quote 
that uh, came post match from Burnley manager Sean Dyche. Really? That was it about Depatra? Is about my man. It, that is my manager quote of the week. Mm-hmm. It is about Laurent Depatra. So he dives, gets a yellow card for it. But Sean Dyche, who abhors diving, to his credit, love it, love him for that. Yeah, he says, "I don't know where football is going." That's just uh, that's just an, a short excerpt from a larger quote, but. I don't know where football is going yeah. in reference to Depatra receiving the other card. Well, I felt like his the extended set of comments, I mean, speaking, I feel like he's just speaking, Dave, uh, your brother's language, mm-hmm. speaking brother Matt's language, won't make a difference by showing a yellow card. He could do it again next week. Hmm. I mean, he was he was furious about it, and, and it was trash. And Tarkowski... He gave him a little clip, gave him mm. a little stomp. I kind of on the way through, and then got in his ear. And it was funny. In the the you see this kind of the slow motion highlight after you know aftermath. Depoitre closed his eyes, almost like he was. I, I feel like he had a moment as he was laying there of like, why did I do that? Yeah. Why in the world well, did I do that? You know, it's interesting because Sean Dyche is pointing out the flaw in the way these suspensions work. The referee saw it gave it a yellow card if he doesn't see it Depatra is eligible for a ban mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean it's kind of silly that that's how it's set up yeah i mean i get it on one level but at the same time if you want to get rid of diving then set it up so you can get rid of diving yeah actually give it a ban yellow card or not yeah uh i think it's i think it, all you need to know about huddersfield this season is that they're going Th- down. Three of their four <laughs> goals. Did you hear what I said? Three of their four three goals. of their four goals this season <laughs> right, right. have come from defenders. Yeah. yeah. And so Schindler Schindler scores assisted by Lova, who's been who's been fine. I mean, Who the heck is that Chris Christopher Lova. It looks All like right. low. All right, I'm with you. Now. Uh. I said they, How out, to say, they outshot Dave. They outshot Burnley nineteen to six. How to say expert? Match. Yeah, they had. A, they were. They were doing. But only put two of the nineteen shots. They, they were target. doing their best Salah imitation. Look. <laughs> wow, really? You waited to the end of two parts of this podcast to do uh, that. I was waiting. Uh, hey, listen. That's so funny. I don't know that. I don't think. I think we've covered and done our best on the Burnley Huddersfield match. Captain Eden Hazard. It's it's where you need to go, Scott. Is that where you're going? I think I'm going Captain Eden Hazard as well. Well, it's out of the out of the main three guys. I don't know how you don't given his form. The only thing is, like I said, Sergio Aguero has destroyed Burnley. Yeah. Captain Eden Hazard for, for two years. So if you're gonna take a chance on someone not named Eden Hazard to do things, I might and you, take a and chance. You still own Sergio Aguero. It's game week nine. Great. I might take a chance on. Kieran Trippier again? <laughs> away at West Ham, maybe. And or, I like it maybe better, Mane away at Huddersfield. Listen. No. Don't I, do it. That, that Liverpool is, fans that is talking. Some serious, That's stones. That is some serious guts to do That's that That's stones, kind of thing. man. And if that, Don't do if it. If that kind of move pays off, uh, then congratulations. Buy a lottery You, de- you deserve, yeah, you deserve <laughs> to move up in the ranks. Look, either whatever cherry you want to pick, that's no pun. I'm not joking about Frazier, that. I mean, you're right. Actually I, I do own. I do own one. 
I, I mean, right now, speaking Captain of form. Captain Eden Hazard. Okay. Listen, every just, once in a while, United comes up with a, a clean sheet. I'm I'm leaving now. There's nothing right. good that's coming from Listen, this podcast. Listen, Brian, captaining, who, who are you going with? I mean, I think I feel like even just to keep up with everybody else, you're gonna have to. If you everybody's you to go gotta hazard. own Hazard, so I feel like you almost have to captain him this week just to keep pace. But I mean, yeah. Do you love it? Do I love the matchup? Absolutely not. I do not love the matchup. Yeah. Even if it's at home, still don't love the matchup against against Manchester United. Who knows what they're gonna do? I, agree. I feel like there's such a dysfunctional, weird club. If they showed up and score five against Chelsea. Specifically it would be referencing United, not Chelsea. Right. Yeah. They are not dysfunctional. You're they pronouns. are very they are very functional. Hey listen, we have made it. Dave, I can't believe you're not saying you're a guy. Lacazette is in the same kind of form as anybody else is right now and they play home to Leicester City, who I said they scored a thousand goals against last season. That's not a bad pick either. I can't I can't pick him because he's not on my team. All right. Well, I'm just saying that's not. That's I have a, to that's pick a, someone who's that's a on my team. Choice as well. Hmm. Uh, you're right. Interesting. Agree completely. Hey, listen, Captain Aaron Ramsey. No, yes, I would do that. Hey, we've made it, and it's been a long part B. We've made it, guys. B- I, I hope there's something in there that that helps you out this week. Check out all the fantasy soccer FC social locations out there, especially our website, which will have. Brian's differential column up That's right. within the next day or so. This is Tuesday night recording this week, October the 9th. Hey, for the Fancy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.